Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All August long, we're giving away our subscription-only digestible daily show, Cubs Pod, which is ad-supported here by the Bleacher Bunch on the Fans First Network. For early ad-free Cubs Pod, subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto and become a super ranter today. Hello and welcome to Cubs Pod, a Bleacher Bunch production on the Fans First Network. We are known as your daily dose of digestible, delightful Cubs content. And uh, here we are on August 21st, 2023 to talk about a 4-3 Cubs win over the lowly Kansas City Royals. It was Hendo versus Jordan Lyles. And it was a quick game. Wow. I mean, it was almost under two hours, except for a little bit of a hiccup at the end with Adbert Alzali trying to close it out. But let's get into the game uh, that was so darn quick. So Michael Jackson Melendez started it out against uh, Kyle Hendricks with a ground out. Bobby Witt Jr., who's just been incredible this entire series against the Cubs, he had six hits, or this was his sixth hit at the time. Uh, dude's got 36 stolen bases on the year. He's making sliding, diving plays from the shortstop position. The dude is just looks like a superstar to me, and this is just eye test stuff, but he uh, was very productive for the Royals. He steals second base immediately here in the first inning. Michael Massey then singled. And it was quickly one to nothing, Kansas City. I'm feeling terrible. I'm like, oh man, this trap game, this trap series is just trap game after trap game. But uh, Salvador Perez flew out. They're now two outs in the inning. Michael Massey then stole second base. But Nelly V, good old Nelly V, struck out swinging, and it was the end of the first inning. Threat averted, only one run scored, and we moved to the bottom of the first where the Cubs would get a little damage done themselves. After a Tockman line, line out, Horner singled, and then Ian Happ, the, I mean, it says triple, but I also heard it was also called an error or, or a, a single and a two-base error, which is what it should have been because Isbell, the center fielder, Tried to play the ball on a bounce. It, you played, you know, it was like a short hop bounce, but the ball was moving too fast because it was a line drive, and the dude just plum missed it. He, it was kind of an in between thing. 
he you know he he just didn't play it conservatively or aggressively and he got caught out there and the anyway the run scored whether it was a hap triple or a hap single and two base error uh, is debatable but uh What's not debatable is that the run scored, and it was now tied 1-1 Cubs. Then, uh, with Hap standing on third base, Cody Bellinger hit a sacrifice fly, and it was 2-1 Cubs. Dansby Swanson grounded out to end it. In the top of the second, Kyle still, you know, giving up the contact, and Isbell singled immediately to lead it off. And then um, Isbell was then out at second base after a Duffy ground out. But then Matt Duffy was standing on first base and then stole second. So with the man on second and only one out, uh, Kyle got Beatty to ground out and Darian or Dyron Blanco to fly out. It was one, two, three for the Cubs in the second inning. Uh, Jamer Candelario struck out in that one. Uh, and then in the top of the third, it was one, two, three for the Cubs. And Michael Jackson Melendez, well, Kyle told him to beat it, and he was called out on strikes. Actually, the umpire told him to beat it. Bobby Witt Jr., we got him out. It's hard to get, hard dude to get out this series, but we got him out. And um, but it was a line out to, and it hit quite hard to, but right to Jamer Candelario. Michael Massey popped out to end it. No damage done. In the bottom of the third, Miguel Amaya, who's going to get a lot more playing time these days because of the DFA of Tucker Barnhart, he walked. And then Mike Tockman hit a ball kind of into no man's land, um, and it looked like it might drop. But here comes Bobby Witt freaking Jr. making an amazing sliding play. Amaya barely got back to first base because he came up, Witt came up firing. And then, with Amaya on first, Nico Horner grounded into a double play. And that was the end of that threat. Top of the fourth, Royals go one, two, three. And uh, it was all contact, though. And uh, I would say, for the most part, weak contact. Pop out and a little ground out by Nelly V. But uh, Isbell hit the ball hard out to Seiya Suzuki. Ian Happ led off the bottom of the fourth by lining out to Duffy, who made every single play that was hit to him, it seemed. Uh, Then Cody Bellinger popped out, and then another great diving catch by the Royals' defense, Michael Jackson Melendez. Oh, man, he just, he laid out for one. And it was just, I mean, it was really an incredible play. And that was the end of your fourth. In the top of the fifth, Matt Duffy grounded out, and then Kyle Hendricks walked Matt Beatty. So with a man on first, Dyron Blanco then lined out, and MG, Michael Jackson Melendez, after making that great diving catch, he doubled on uh, a ball nobody could get to in right center field. Matt Beatty could not score on the play. Um, not sure why. I mean, he hit it pretty hard. Maybe it just got out there pretty fast. But they probably wish they would have gone for it because um, Bobby Witt Jr., with the game really on the line, second and third here, um, everybody's saying, hey, don't pitch to Bobby Witt Jr. He's hit the ball hard. He already has a hit in this game. He's been kicking our butts all weekend. What are we doing pitching to Bobby Witt Jr.? But Kyle, out there, game face on, says, no, I want 
Bobby Witt Jr. And quite frankly, if you're going to be a playoff team, you can't just be walking all their good players all the time. You got to go after them. You can't mess around. Like, don't don't load the bases here. Go after Bobby Witt Jr. Say you're not scared. And that's what they did. Now, Bobby Witt Jr. hit the ball real hard, but it was at Seiya Suzuki. And it was out number three. A little too close for comfort for my taste. And I know the taste of a lot of Cub fans who would have rather just gone after the next guy. Have we not learned our lesson from pitching to Pete Alonzo of the Mets? In the bottom of the fifth, the Cubs' first two batters, Morell and Candelario, did nothing with a couple ground outs. But then Seiya Suzuki blasted one to left field. Um, He's been looking good lately. I mean... Could it be that that little bit of time off got his head right and he's able to come back with a bit more self-confidence? You know, it's it's hard to say what works and what doesn't work in this uh, situation, but all I know is he blasted a home run to left field and made it 3-1 to one Cubs. Miguel Amaya flew out to end the inning. In the top of the fifth, Michael Massey singled to lead off the inning with Kyle still out there painting the corners, uh, especially against Salvador Perez, who struck out swinging against him. Nelson Velasquez then grounded out. Michael Massey moved to second on the play, and Kyle Isbell flew out to end the fifth. So a little bit of noise, but not, but nothing happened. We're still in good shape. Bottom of the sixth, Mike Tockman leads off with a single. Nico Horner then grounded out. Mike Tockman was out at second, and uh, Nico Horner uh, was, well, safe at first after making poor Mike Tockman have to ride the pine after that play. Ian Happ popped out, and Cody Bellinger lined out, so it was pretty much the exact same useless inning that the Royals had in the sixth. Hendo comes out in the top of the seventh to face Matt Duffy, who promptly lined out to center field. But, and it's a close game, and Ross GPT was like, Hendo at 90 pitches. We got Mark Leiter Jr. and a lefty coming up. We got to go to the lefty. There's absolutely no way that Hendo at 90 pitches can get Matt Beatty, a left-handed hitter, out. There's no way it's going to happen. Absolutely not. Impossible. I mean, Beatty, on the day, uh, he already had no hits. He already had a walk. I mean, what are you going to do? <sighs> Ross GPT, it was the right move because Matt Beatty popped out to Dansby Swanson and then Dyron Blanco. I mean, dude, we're talking about the bottom of the order, just to remind everybody. But Dyron Blanco, he's a right-handed hitter, batting ninth. Over four in the game, 700 OPS, 241 batting average. Well, Mark Leiter Jr. got him. He grounded out the third, and Ross GPT saved the game in that moment. Bottom of the seventh, Cubs do nothing. Swanson grounded out. So did Morrell. Candelario struck out. They actually struck out twice in the game. The Cubs only struck out twice in the game, and it was all Candelario. By the way, I haven't mentioned this because it was actually, he didn't have a bad game, even though the Cubs should have freaking lit this dude up. But Jordan freaking Lyles 
had a complete game. He was the only pitcher. I mean, it was eight-inning complete game because the Royals lost. But Jordan Lyles, the Cubs looked like fooled. 92 pitches, eight innings pitched. Um, really a great job. He gave up four earned runs, but he went eight. He was really effective against the Cubs. He matched Hendo toe-to-toe. He even threw more strikes than Hendricks did. It was a good pitch. I mean, how do we turn a guy with a 620 ERA into a good-looking pitcher? i tell you how. You make the game on a Sunday. So I thought that maybe Mark Leiter Jr. would be out there to face a couple more batters, i.e. the top of the order, Michael Jackson, Melendez, Bobby Witt Jr., um, and uh, Michael Massey, but that would not be the case. Out came Julian Merriweather, who got them all one, two, three. Uh, only one strikeout of MJ Melendez in the inning, but uh, yeah, a really effective job. Merriweather, a trusted, trusted bullpen arm right now. In the bottom of the eighth, Seiya Suzuki, who had homered earlier in the game, flew out to the shortstop Bobby Witt Jr., just all over the place. And then Miguel Amaya, not to be outdone by Seiya Suzuki, the the eighth hitter in the lineup. Um, Amaya, the ninth hitter, boom, homered almost the exact same place that Seiya Suzuki hit it um, in the like short part of the left field bleachers, um, kind of to the left of the well as you face it, as you face the bleachers. Four to one Cubs. Insurance run, up by three now. Mike Tockman and Nico Horner flew out to end it. Top of the ninth, out comes Adbert Alzali to close it. We had a little debate whether this was a safe situation or not. It was, but um, that was kind of a surprise to all of us. It seemed, I guess maybe we, you don't usually see the closer in games where you're up by three. But out comes Adbert Alzali. And he got Salvador Perez to fly out. But then he hit Nelly V with a pitch. And I kind of wondered, hey, I wonder if this is a little message. I wonder if they were friends on the team. Maybe they weren't. Hit Nelly V with a pitch. I don't think he did. He's trying to get the, the, the save. But then Kyle Isbell singles. Nelly V on third. Okay, things getting interesting. Tying run at the plate. Um, out comes Michael Garcia. To replace Matt Duffy and Michael Garcia singled. So they score uh, Nelly V, who had been hit by a pitch on the play. Four to two now. Tying run on base and only one out. And out comes another pinch hitter, Drew Waters, to replace Matt Beatty. Drew Waters, though, grounded out. But they score a run on the play because it was to uh, the... Well, I guess he hit it to second base. And that's they threw over to first. Kyle Isbell scores. Now four to three. Michael Garcia standing on second base. But Dyron Blanco. Well, I already mentioned he was 0 for 4 in the game. This was one of the O's. And the Cubs win. Got uh Alzali doing his quintessential fist bump out there. And there was much rejoicing at Wrigley Field. A little too close for comfort. Four to three Cubs. You kind of want to see him beating a team like Kansas City a little bit more handily. Did not happen in this game. 
And ho- hopefully we can do that sort of kind of uh, ass whooping against the Detroit Tigers, who we face tonight for the first time and only time this season. The Cubs, they uh, actually have Detroit, then Pittsburgh, two lowly teams. Detroit is in third ba- third place above the Royals, but that's only because the Royals stink and the White Sox stink too, and uh, that's why they get to be in third. They would be in last or fourth in any other division. So, um, yeah, the Tigers are actually playing a little bit better than their Pythag. They're five ahead. Um, but I'm kind of feeling like run differential is pretty much a dead stat at this point. Like, you know, there's just so many weird things like position players pitching and blowouts and, you know, uh, uneven, I think, matchups at times, um, especially towards the end of the year with teams that are not competing, just letting dudes out there to, to see what they got. And you wouldn't play it that way if you really needed a win down the line. Um, yeah, watch out for their outfields. Kerry Carpenter, Riley Greens, uh, and uh, in addition, Spencer Torkelson. Um, they're all really good. I mean, they don't have – they have the second lowest OPS in the majors. But do they have guys that can do damage? Yes, they do. Um, anyway, they don't have a good bullpen. Uh, Sarah Sanchez said last night on the show not to sleep – on a couple of the starting pitchers that we're going to see. But luckily, um, one of those guys is not tonight. Um, the starting pitchers that she was talking about were uh, Olsen and Scooble, who's the lefty, so we all know we're going to lose that game. Um, but tonight, we're facing a guy named Alex Fado for Fido. Let me see how to pronounce this. Uh, Fido. Fido. F-A-E-D-O, Fido. That's what it says the pronunciation is. Anyhow, he's a right-handed pitcher, luckily, so we won't have a stupid lineup. And it looks like Fido has been up and down from the minor leagues and in Detroit all year long. He's been on the Express. Where where's, uh, where did, does Detroit do their... Um, triple a team uh oh toledo erie oh he was even in erie in double a as well where uh but not too much just uh five innings pitched there but um he was 26 innings pitched in the minors he had a 0.987 whip and a 342 era and um in the majors he's got an era about two runs higher it's uh 516 in his 45 innings pitched. He is a, a starter, however, and um, he pretty much looks like he has exclusively started, I want to say. Um, so, so Fido, that's who we're going against, and the Cubs have uh, not seen him. Uh, it, well, one guy saw him, Candelario. He saw him. Somehow, I don't know, because Candelario was on the Tigers. How did he see him? I don't know. But he, he did at some point in the past, and he has a home run against him. He's one for two, and it looks like it was a solo shot because it's one RBI as well. And Assad, I don't know how Nick Matan, or Maton, or however you say his name, or Veerling has saw him, but they're both 0 for 2, because that's who's going out for 
uh, the Cubs. Javier Assad, who pitched six innings, gave up three runs, two earned against the White Sox, struck out four. Went, uh, and then in the time before, he only gave up one run through seven against the good Toronto team. He's been really good. Javier Assad out of the pen and pitching, and we need him to be a uh, step-up starter right now, especially against a bad team like Detroit. Let's get this done, Javier. And uh, I think you could beat Fido because he doesn't seem like he's been any good at the major league level. And the one guy we have that faced him hit a home run. So I like what I'm seeing here from from the Cubs. I like our chances tonight. Um, Assad versus Fido. Let's take a look if the Tigers are giving away any. Well, I do know this. The weather is going to be um, really good uh, for tonight's ball game. They are going to get it in. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any rain in the forecast. And um, I'm just stalling as I'm looking up the promotional schedule for 2023. Um, usually they don't give away anything when the Cubs are in town. Yeah, this is not... Yeah, same thing. No giveaway, no special event, because they know the Cub fans are going to come anyway, so they don't have to get people into the stands by giving them a bobblehead or a hat or something. So, anyway, there is your Cubs pod. Let's keep rolling. We got some bad teams. Rack up some W's. Have a wonderful day. Tell your friends to subscribe to Cubs pod. And if you're not a subscriber, then you're stealing from us. Spagog!